Hey there, I want to invite you to join me for the Strategic Summer Workshop, which is taking place on Thursday, May 30th at 1130 Eastern. You can go to schoolsofexcellence.com slash summer to sign up. In this workshop, I'm going to walk you through how to identify simple solutions and systems that will make a massive difference and ripple effect inside of your center. I'm going to help you create efficiency where you need it most and understand what is causing your school to feel so hectic and where those big pain points are. We're going to clarify your center's priority system to improve this summer. I'm going to show you how to audit those systems. We're going to define your desired outcomes, and you're going to leave the workshop with a simple plan that will make huge impact. And by simple, I mean very simple. No complex, no multi-step processes. Super, super simple. No one has time for long things. No one has brain capacity for extra stuff. We need simple things that have massive impact. Go to schoolsofexcellence.com slash summer, and I'll see you there. Welcome to the Schools of Excellence podcast, where we have conversations about education, leadership, and building a school of excellence. The goal on this show is to bring you clarity, up-level your mindset, and give you practical strategies and inspiration so you can show up with confidence and trust your decision-making. I'm Khan Wolshansky. I'm a mom of four under 10, a former New Yorker, and been in the early childhood field my entire life. And I'm so grateful that you've joined me for this conversation. Hey there. We are coming up on our one-year anniversary of the Schools of Excellence podcast. Over the last year, we've had hundreds of new subscribers and listeners of the show and over 30,000 downloads, for which I am so grateful. The next four episodes on this podcast, we're doing special throwback episodes of our most downloaded and listened to podcasts. The reason that we're going to be doing these throwbacks is to bring back some important conversations and also to practice what we preach. We talk a lot on this show about focus creating margin for things that come up, and creating space to do what matters most and focus on our priorities. The Summit of Excellence is our annual event, which is March 1st and 2nd. And so my team and I are going all in on staying committed to creating the most amazing event for our attendees. And so my time is focused on building content for this incredible experience. I hope you enjoy this week's throwback, and we'll be back mid-March for some new content and exciting new series of episodes. Thanks so much for listening. Hey, friends. Welcome back to another episode of the Schools of Excellence podcast. I am so excited to be back here again with you guys with the second episode in our first ever summer series. So last week I introduced to you guys that this summer I'm doing a special summer series with multiple episodes on all the different ways that you can prepare yourselves for the upcoming school year this fall. So today's episode is going to be all about the five signs of a thriving leader. And after nearly two decades in this field and speaking with hundreds of school owners and directors every single week and month, there are very specific patterns of behavior. And I've identified these top five signs that will symbolize that you are really thriving as a leader, that you're on the path, and that you continue to help build and sustain your school of excellence. So let's dive in into the first sign of a thriving leader. Number one, communication. 
A sign of a thriving leader is one that builds time into their calendar to speak to their teams. Now, I know you might be telling me, I speak to my teams all the time. Yes, you find them in the hallway, next to the bathroom stalls, all of that kind of stuff at the drive-by pickup. Time in your calendar means that you have a calendar, that there is dedicated time for an employee to speak with you is very different. I dedicate seven hours a week in one-on-one communication for my team members. That's a third of the time that I work is dedicated towards communication with my team member. Now, what communication does, what these conversations do is they show that you're not afraid or avoid hard conversations. We actually have a template called the Difficult Conversation Template, which is available for you in the show notes that you could go check out that really helps you prepare for these difficult conversations. But you might be thinking, why is communication the number one sign of a thriving leader? A quiet leader, one who doesn't communicate with the team, is a leader that is scared, is a leader that is in survival. Think about the COVID crisis. What were all of you doing? non-stop communication, non-stop. Why? Because you weren't allowed to be silent during that time. People were waiting to hear from you. Those were the signs of, I got this. I know we're in a crisis, but we're going to be okay. And when you think about any transition, we always over-communicate. We always say more than we might need to. And communication really shows the sign of bravery, of courageousness, of someone who doesn't shy away from these really challenging conversations that really need to be had. I had a conversation a couple of months ago with a client, Sarah Schreiner, and we did a live streaming together with her director. So Sarah's the owner and her director is Susan Schaller. And I asked her, you know, what is one of the greatest signs, uh, the greatest strategies that she's implemented to help her build the amazing culture that she has? Just so you understand context, Sarah has built this amazing culture where when we were communicating with each other, she was saying that she actually gets phone calls from people out of state that are asking to move down to live next to her school because they heard that she has an amazing culture. So Sarah doesn't have a hiring issue or a hiring crisis like many other schools have right now. And a lot of that has to do with her culture. And so I asked her, like, what are you doing that's building this incredible environment? And she said, without bad an eyelash, she said, difficult conversations. We do not shy away from difficult conversations. So you might be listening to me like, nah, the sign of a great culture is like, you know, motivated, inspired teachers or whatever it is. Those are all symptoms. The strategy to truly sustain excellence and a collaborative culture is one where the leader doesn't shy away from difficult conversations and says what needs to be said. That's how she creates a circle of safety. That's how she creates accountability. Okay. Now, again, each of these are an episode in itself. So I'm not going to go too much into depth, but I want to give you those things to really think about when it comes to the five signs of a thriving leader. So let's go to the second sign. The second sign of a thriving leader is you celebrate wins and successes. It's very easy to get pulled into the hardships and what is and isn't working. And the sign of great leaders is one who can pause at the end of every week reflect on wins, reflect on successes of the team. You know, what is bringing everyone together? So if you think about when you feel most alive, if you think about 
when things are going really well for you, when you feel like you're at the top of your game, it's really when you have a clear definition of success and you're winning. And that's why it's so critical to consistently align and make sure the team understands this is what success looks like. And I have a whole episode, you could scroll down to the three ways to boost staff morale, which is all about how to redefine success to elevate your team. And so the sign of a great leader is someone who understands we have to celebrate wins. We can't only celebrate when everything is working perfectly. Then you never celebrate because it's a constant journey of success and struggle, success and struggle. So pausing to to celebrate is very powerful. Let's go to number three. Number three is you invest in your people. This is probably the biggest mindset shift that I've seen that leaders need to make with their company because you are investing company money or time or both into your people. And what's challenging about investing in your people is the return on investment, the ROI, is very rarely cut and dry. If you think about investing in marketing, your marketing team, marketing campaigns, the marketing people can show you very clearly cost per lead, cost per acquisition, cost per click, all the things. You know exactly how every dollar compounds itself. And so it's very easy for you to invest the money because the game is very clear. And even when you're playing a long game, you see the game. It's very trackable. And so our minds are wired for this clarity and consistency, right? We don't like ambiguity. There's anything that COVID has taught us is that we don't like the unknown. We don't like the ambiguity. We don't like the uncertainty. And that is why it's so challenging to invest in people because there isn't certainty. I cannot give you 100% certainty that there is going to be an ROI. I can tell you that if you show up and you do the work, you're going to see results. But every person is going to get results in a different way. And so that's why sometimes when you invest, it feels like a wild card, right? We don't know what's really going to happen. But thriving leaders understand that the only path forward is investing in their people. And there's so many ways to invest, right? It's not just about investing in their leadership training and their growth. You can invest in giving people paid time off. It's a form of investing in people to help them be their better selves. You can invest in them going to a conference or a program that they want to join. It's really about understanding where do they want to go? Where's their path forward so that they have what it takes to go to the next level? So it's that time of year again when we are embarking into the new calendar year. And so while this is very much in middle of the academic or kind of school year, it's still a time when people pause, reflect, and do some inner thinking. And we have something special here at Schools of Excellence called reflective questions for staff. Too many times we run through the year and never take the time to notice how far we've come, the goals that we've actually achieved, and also taking some time to think about what do we want to stop doing? What do we want to continue doing? What are we doing? Because it's always been done that way. And we want to be able to grow and learn and see that our commitments and goals 
are actually achieving results. And so for a very special time during this particular season when this podcast is on here, we're running a special for these reflective questions for only $9 for you to get access to it for your entire team. You can click the link in the show notes and get access to your own PDF over 20 questions to help your staff be more reflective and be more mindful about how they want to go into the new year. Now, let's go to number four on the five signs. Number four is you know how to think strategically. Okay, this is a big one. What I have found in my years of working with leaders and being a leader myself is that many people say, I want to think big picture. I want to focus on strategy, but they really struggle with becoming that visionary with really thinking strategically. If you think about strategy, I look at it as the equivalent of planning a trip. And let's say you plan a trip for your team and you get there, you know, even one day earlier, a few days earlier to set up, to prepare in advance because the team is coming, right? You never pull up at the same time as your team. Why? Because you need to see the ground. You need to make the changes. You need to see what's missing, right? And then you're there to greet them. Being strategic is about not being reactive. It's about looking ahead. What are the next hires? What is the next part of the growth plan? What is the next step in the journey? You are thriving in a place where you can pick your head above water long enough before you get pulled back into the weeds. The ability to think strategically is really understanding about creating blocks of time that are meetings with yourself, time alone. If you're not dreaming and thinking, if you don't have time and space for yourself to think, to dream, to just just think, you're in survival or you're going to be there very soon. Because when you don't think ahead, then your team gets to a place and they're like, hey, what's next? And you're like, I don't know. I got here the same day as you. We don't want that. We want you to think strategically. We want you to be able to look ahead. We want you to be able to anticipate what's coming. And those are the signs of a thriving leader. And one of the things that we do in great depth in our directors in our circle, in our owners HQ, is so much about giving the leaders the skills and the mindset of how to ask the right questions so they can really think strategically and be that forward-thinking leader. And the final sign of a thriving leader is radical self-awareness. Okay, it's my favorite one. This is a level of self-awareness where you're learning how to think, not what to think, how to think. You're understanding the quality of your questions that you need to ask yourself to get to that next level. You have a self-awareness of, okay, This is my breaking point. When I do this, then this happens. When I'm feeling this, then this happens. So some examples are, you know, when I'm not sleeping properly at night, like when I'm waking up in the night, it means that there's too many projects going on at a time in the business. That's my sign, my self-awareness signal going up and saying too many projects. When I am short with my kids or I don't have as much patience, that is a sign that I'm overcommitted and I need to see what I need to strip down from my calendar, okay? When I am having petty arguments with my spouse, that is a sign that we have not been committed about our one-on-one time together, our dates, our time off, our like just whatever our rituals are that we have. When I'm pulling petty arguments, it's because we haven't spent enough time together. We're neglecting each other. 
So this is just personal, some examples for you to recognize, like that's radical self-awareness, right? That is not something you are born with. That is not a talent. It is a skill. You learn how to become self-aware. My husband and I have some really powerful standards in our marriage, and those are created through awareness. One of the standards that we have is we do not use the words never and always. So whenever we are having a conversation or we're having a dialogue about something or we're arguing about something, the words never and always are not allowed to be used in the conversation because it's not true. There's no such a thing as you never do this. Doesn't exist. There's definitely been at least one time that he has done that. There's no such a thing as you always do this. Nope. There's for sure times that I haven't. So always and never are very black and white approaches. And it really, really damages a conversation and a relationship. And so what we've noticed through time is that when we put this guideline in place, it really helps us navigate very difficult decision-making when we use these filters. And we have lots of other things that we do as well. This is just one of them to understand. Now, how did we create this guideline? It came from awareness. It came from recognizing that conversations get escalated or heated when we start using these words because the other person feels attacked. The other person feels like you don't see me. You don't recognize me when I do show up that way. And so that is why we've stopped using those words. The reason I'm inviting you so much into my personal life in this way is because what I want you to realize is that understanding these components radically changes your entire life. This isn't just about you becoming an amazing leader in your school. This is about you becoming the leader of your life. This is about you stepping into your greatness. This is about you recognizing that being a thriving leader in your relationships, in your parenting, in, in your school, in whatever identity it is that you show up in, that's who you want to be in this world. You want to be the person who communicates, who celebrates other people's wins, who invests, who takes the time to think strategically, who's radically self-aware. These are critical components of building and sustaining a school of excellence. So what I want to leave you with here today is recognizing there's no top of the mountain. There's no summit. Building a school of excellence is about an incredible, amazing journey full of joy, triumph, gratitude, struggle, pain, loss, ambiguity, all the things. And when you're doing it within community and you're doing it with other people, ah, that is a rich life. That is the beauty of building excellence for yourself and the legacy that you leave behind. Thank you so much for joining me for today's episode on the five signs of a thriving school leader. And I would like to ask you for one quick favor. After you've had a chance to check out the show notes with the links and whatever it is you wanted to check out, if you can go ahead and scroll down in iTunes to rate and review this podcast. We have over 47 reviews already on this podcast and every single review helps us climb higher and higher on the iTunes chart so more and more school leaders can find out about us on this podcast. So if you've been enjoying this show, if you've been enjoying these episodes, if they've helped you in any way to become that person that you're on the journey to becoming, would absolutely love if you can rate, leave us a review, and please remember this. Please, please, please remember this. You are doing an amazing job, and you are doing the best that you can. And taking the time to listen to this episode is a huge strength of yours because you're taking the time to invest in yourself. Thank you for believing 
that you are worthy. If you are loving the Schools of Excellence podcast and have gotten any value out of it for your school, I would love if you can do two things for me. One, subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. And two, can you please leave us a review? Reviews help other school leaders know that this is the place to learn how to build a school of excellence. And I would be so grateful if you can do that for us. Your help and support makes this show to be able to be listened by the thousands of other school leaders all around the world. Thanks so much for listening, for giving us your time and attention each and every week. And I appreciate that you have joined us. Hey there, I want to invite you to join me for the Strategic Summer Workshop on Thursday, May 30th at 1130 Eastern. You can click the link in the show notes or go to schoolsofexcellence.com slash summer. In this workshop, I'm going to walk you through how to optimize your already efficient systems or help you tweak some ones that need a little bit more tweaking to help you enter the 2024-2025 school year with ease, with success, and with calmness. Increase your profitability, reduce your expenses, and more than anything, just help you buy back some of your time. I look forward to seeing you there.